Jeannie Joshua. I am the host of the Green Room podcast. Um, and you are? I'm Sheldon Butler, photographer in Los Angeles. I'm Rian Humphreys, and I'm the co-host of the Green Room podcast. Yes, this is our team. This is our team. So we are creating this podcast, the Green Room. It is a kind of a dedication to the cannabis industry. Um, we're going to be talking to lots of different types of people um, from the industry. We want to kind of do a full spectrum of um, personalities, how people got here, their journey in the cannabis industry, and um, what their experiences have been and share it with everybody so that we can kind of come together as a community stronger and establish um, kind of a sense of, you know, just togetherness and understanding of like we're all coming from different places and then we're going to come into this new place where um hopefully we can all thrive and grow together and um so cultivate and grow cultivate we're going to cultivate it's all one giant there needs to be a boom for that (laughs) yeah there is there i think there is i think there's a hold on no okay so we're just we're obviously we're just we're we're just getting started so um we hope you enjoy um the upcoming podcasts we're really excited to launch but we thought it would be great to kind of get to know each other a little bit and yeah uh Sheldon do you want to go first we're going to ask some questions to each other and um I'm terrified for what is written on this paper just so we can you know just loosen it up break it up I'm scared break these up should I I open it break the ice crack the fortune cookie crack it wait 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 wait. oh it's open There we go. What was your first experience with cannabis? Um, so my very first experience was actually a friend convincing me to smoke with him after a really horrible breakup because he had listened to me for about seven days just whining. And he's like, you know what? I think we're going to calm you down. And he made me watch a documentary on marijuana while we smoked marijuana. And I how meta. Yeah, how meta. to the couch. Yes. <laughs> On the couch. In the couch? Were you in the couch? I was in the couch. Oh. oh. There's no. Oh. <laughs> my mind was blown, though. Yeah, your mind was blown. Yes. Um, so my first experience with cannabis was kind of a terrible one. Um, no, it was a terrible one. I had a lollipop. Um I don't think I feel like I don't have to say anything. Yeah, I didn't know anything. Someone just handed it to me. Why why would you hand me like, you know, you hand someone something and you don't tell them anything about it. So I ate this lollipop. I like ate all of it very quickly. Oh, dear. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good experience. Um, Needless to say, I ended up on the bathroom floor. So um, for a long time, I didn't want to try it again because I thought all my experiences obviously Mm. were going to be about that. And um, for me, obviously, like, it was a recreational thing. And I was like, Oh, this is a lollipop. It's not going to be a big deal. Um, it's not till later where I was having like postpartum anxiety, a lot of it. Um, and I could, I couldn't go into crowded places and crowded means like Mm. family gatherings with my kids because it would give me like, I mean, I was doing it, but I was giving me like tons of anxiety. I got paralyzed with anxiety from that. And so that's when I kind of tried it again. Mm. And that second time and third time and fourth time, you know, like (laughs) after that it was, but it was different experience. You're like, you're doing it to 
someone had suggested like, you know, take, you know, take it, um, in, in an oil form. And, and I tried that and it was like so different. It was so different. It had none of this like psychedelic effect or anything like that. I didn't feel sick. I had nothing to do with that, you know? And it was like, I was like, this isn't going to work for this anxiety. Like I didn't even know really, I didn't even have a full grasp of anxiety at that time. And then like when I got there, I was like, I don't know if this is working, but I didn't get like the like rush of paralyzation that I normally get. And I was like, Oh, I guess it is working. I'm okay. Um, so that was my better, (laughs) more normal experience with it. Um, that made me feel like, okay, maybe this isn't what I thought it was, you know? And, and growing up, I always, it was like only like the bad, like the guys who skip school do it. You know, you do it under the bleachers. You're doing it. I was terrified to do it the first time. I'm in his house totally in a comfortable, safe, police-free place. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we can't do this. We're gonna <laughs> illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> so illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but that is, yeah, that is my situation. At least I recovered from that. And I think if you did have a first bad experience, you might not want to try it again. You can recover because um, you'll hear in our podcast, we talk to chemists, we talk to growers, we talk to all mm-hmm. kinds of people. And um, it, there's a lot of science and uh, a lot of different options. So, yeah. Yeah. I uh, similarly had a pretty terrible first experience. Uh, Well, actually, my technical first experience was uh, it didn't do anything. I was in the UK. I was at college. I had stayed up all night partying, and it was, I believe, 6 o'clock in the morning, and somebody was like, you want to split? And I smoked a little, and I was like, that didn't do anything. So the next time I tried it, I went in with this brazen attitude of, nothing. It doesn't do anything to me. So then uh, I was in Amsterdam and we were at a coffee shop and my friend was like, you want to smoke? And I was like, yeah, but like it really doesn't do anything for me. So then she told me to take twice as much. She was like, really inhale, (laughs) like really inhale it. And so I did. And then um, proceeded to have a six hour panic attack and thought I was having actually a heart attack and called um, the British NHS. I called a British National Health Service from Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so again, had a pretty bad experience, bad first experience, but completely self-induced. Yeah. Uh, Just went overboard. So uh, again, didn't really touch it for a a long time. And then that's the other thing you have to do it with, like people who are nice. Oh well, (laughs) I mean, she's my she's one of my absolute best friends, but like you have to know she didn't know a little bit more, right? She didn't. Yeah, she yeah she was. She didn't know what she was doing. Uh, She really, and she didn't do a very good job of calming me down. She kept Googling articles and reading them out loud. Like all the worst, like Like people on Reddit being like, my heart fell out of my chest and now my heart is on the ground. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? This is awful. You you can't ask Dr. Google when you're panicking. Oh my God. It was the worst thing. That's the worst. That is the worst. But yeah. And then I, I moved to California and obviously the perception of, of, weed here is so different and the experience with weed here is so different and I was like wait there's there's gummies there's chocolate like there's all these different ways I can experience it um and now I have a much better relationship with with cannabis good, good. and cannabis are good friends good yeah. okay we're gonna do question two question two so question two are you ready with the sound effects I am this ready one, this one. Ooh, I like the bass hit. yeah that's the bass hit okay yeah. ready what is your family's perception of the cannabis industry 
You. I'm going to go with you first because I just, I like naturally just looked at okay. you. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm from the UK originally and the UK definitely has a different view of cannabis. Um, primarily that it is really, really bad for you, that it causes schizophrenia, that it causes <laughs> mental health problems and also that it's a gateway drug. Yeah. Um, that, that's an, that's an international perception. But yes, yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, my parents and my brother are definitely very, um, old fashioned, I would say when it comes to their, their views on it, uh, they have relaxed actually quite a bit. Um, in especially my, I'd say <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying this, but I, especially my dad, I think has relaxed quite a bit. Um, and I think part of that was I had to go to urgent care once and he came with me and the the doctor they asked if you No, the doctor recommended oh uh medical marijuana to my dad for something yeah. else that I won't go into. And my dad was like, Huh? And I was like, I told you, I told I got so yeah. excited. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I told you. And so he they definitely have a different perception of it now and like, you know, they're like their friends smoke weed or their yeah. friends, you know, so. But, but the doctor told him. Yes, but it was, it really did take somebody in the medical profession um, to recommend recommending it, it mm-hmm. for him to sort of loosen up a little bit. But yeah, my parents have definitely loosened up about it, but they definitely still have that, that um, perception of it being, uh, it's definitely still got a stigma attached to right. it compared to something like alcohol, right? And I constantly am telling them, you know, no one has ever died of an overdose of weed yeah. but plenty of people die from alcohol poisoning or yeah. you know alcoholism so it's, or it's DUIs. Exa- exactly <laughs> so it's you know it's it's the changing that perception and changing that stigma I think I I think is a really important thing to do and especially that generation yeah we're gonna see a lot of that right mm-hmm. we're gonna see people wanting to normalize and I think hopefully we'll talk to a lot of people who will be able to do that mm. and having open conversations with your family I think yeah. is part of it like me yeah. not being me not like hiding that I, you know, it, it doesn't have to be about like, Hey, I'm smoking. It could be just like, what do you think? Or here's you, this here's study this, about here's the a fact. Yeah, here's exactly. Fact. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, she's a six, so she's not going to be talking about cannabis anytime soon, but she goes, she goes, <laughs> mom, did you know this fact? She goes fact. And then she starts like spitting out facts, usually about animals, oh. but it's like, I mean, you could do that. It's, it's, it's like that innocent. Mm. I think it's like, it's facts about plants, mm-hmm. right? I kind of ease them into it. I'll be like, it's, it's no, I'll be like, it's just CBD. Yeah. It's just CBD. And that definitely, you know, that's just an acronym. Acronyms like you have to, help. now you have to, now you have to define the acronym. <laughs> Sheldon, you go next. You go next. Uh, so my family experience with, with cannabis in general was the typical black experience. I had known of it as the illegal substance that sometimes you would sell to make money. And occasionally your auntie or uncle would be smoking in the back and you don't go back there when they're doing that. <laughs> okay. Um, and so uh, you was, mean as a child? As a child. Okay. Yeah. It was always this kind of mysterious, illicit activity that smelled weird. That's but <laughs> I, I never terpenes. was a fan. I, it, terpenes. No, I appreciate the terpenes. I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, sommelier of sort. No, no, you're not. But it never was introduced to me as a thing that was healthier at healing properties. Sure it was just yeah. hidden away. And I understand it now because if 
everything you did in life was probably going to put you in jail, even just for waking up and being black. Mm. People weren't going to run around and say, hey, this thing's got great health benefits. Let's tell all our friends. It's mm. like, no, just keep it on the hush. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was older, that first experience when someone said, well, this is great for anxiety and like the mood that you're in right now, this will slow you down enough to really think peacefully mm -hmm. and process in a way that's that's going to help you. And then later, um, my mom finally relaxed about the idea of me and marijuana when I had a spine injury. Mm. So top of 2017, I could not walk for three months. I had a, my sciatic nerve was completely pinched by my, my piriformis muscle and Oof. nerve pain medication wasn't strong enough to stop the amount of pain that woke me up screaming and crying. So I would smoke. And that allowed me just enough relaxation to stretch and still feel the pain. Mm. But like I was getting my body move, uh, mobile and limber again. And, you know, I assured I, it was I, it wasn't a thing of addiction. It was literally helping me for a time period when I really needed it mm. and not having the same effects on my liver or on my mind or on my energy mm. that other substances were having or getting per, addicted prescribed, to prescribed right, yeah, prescription prescribed drugs. medications. Um, a lot of my family smokes. Now it's really cool to see them understanding what they're smoking and it being public knowledge that like there's a way to do this that can really benefit you and there's a level that's overboard. So it's kind of a cool transformation. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is like a weird cultural thing. Like you have to kind of figure out like what culture are you in? What Like what part of this culture are you living in? You've got you to know? be around it long enough for them to know like, oh, this is just an OK thing. And yeah. some people yeah, yeah. couldn't get land to grow it on. Mm. Yes, mm. yes, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Um, I like how you slipped that in there. I like that. Um, because we're going to have to have these social equity conversations mm -hmm. at some point. I just, I just like spit on you. That That's okay. okay. Uh, the terpenes are... The terpenes, okay. <laughs> uh, so my family, I mean, I'm Indian and we're on a podcast, so they probably can hear us more than they can see us. So I'm, right. I'm an Indian woman. My parents are immigrants. Is it clear that I'm black? Did I make that? I don't know. <laughs> Well, they know now. They know now. Yes, yes. Um, Sheldon is black, everybody. Um, so my my family, um, they're immigrants. Um, I'm first generation here. And um, they, you know, like in Indian culture, I think a lot of Asian cultures, like they don't really talk about anything, really, <laughs> to be honest. Like they just talk about like how you need to go to school and be successful. So, um, you know, we didn't really have any kind of conversations around drugs, alcohol, smoking, nothing. My dad was a smoker. He's a drinker. Um, but like, you know, and you could see that you could see alcohol, you grow up with alcohol. It's like, just like so common. And you could see, you know, he wasn't an alcoholic, but, um, you know, that's what he did to relax. Mm. Right. Sm he smoked his pipe and he drank his whiskey or whatever he was drinking. And, um, we never had these conversations. We didn't have like a list conversations about anything that wasn't school. And, you know, I think um, their perception is what they, the little they did see in the news. Right. So it's like drug busts and mm -hmm. things like that, that are kind of like those over the top situations of like when people do see it and, or when people did, sorry, see it in the news. Now it's a little bit different. Right. Um, but back then, like when I was growing up, they, the perception was that it was just, Thing, something bad people do like literally mm -hmm. that they're bad people don't mm -hmm. be around those people I've, I've heard that from my dad too I remember I was like 25 and I was like living in San Francisco and I was working this is like way past the time he should be talking to me about this stuff but maybe that's 
when he finally felt comfortable or maybe he saw something in the newspaper. I don't know. She's in San Francisco. She's in San Francisco. <laughs> and he's like, well, just make sure you don't put your drinks down in the bar and, and don't take drugs. And that was like the extent of it. And so, I mean, and weed is in that drug category, yeah. like for them. So, um, and and to be to be fair, back then, you know, when I was living there, like I didn't I didn't know about the medical. And people don't didn't talk about medical properties of weed, other than that it was a cancer um, healing, you know, agent that it could help with cancer, um, help with pain, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And then you didn't really like. Even even when they said that, like you didn't really put those dots together. Like, oh, it's a plant. Oh, it's like it's different. It's different. It's not like nicotine. It's right. not you know. It's not like alcohol. Um, it's not like cocaine, heroin, other drugs right. that you think is like the gateway mm. to. So like you just we didn't put it together because nobody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of one of the things that we'd like to you know. I think with this podcast, we'll like you know help try to help people normalize it in their own communities. Like maybe we all think it's normal, but like getting other people to understand the properties Mm. and why it's normal and the science and the facts Mm. and how Mm. people grow things. I I can't wait to talk to some of the growers that we have because um, I I love, I'd love to hear about that process. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, if you're love gardening, why wouldn't you love this? You know? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the gist of it. My parents don't really understand it. They do see now, like, um, I know my mom was using like a CBD. I don't know if she knows it's from (laughs) marijuana, to be honest. (laughs) She was using like a CBD cream for her joints. Right. But I I honestly don't know if she knows. Like, I I don't think we've had that conversation. We don't, we don't talk about it. I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to her about it today. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if she knows that that's where it's Mm. from. You know, and 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 it's funny because we come from Eastern medicine, so like you right. think you would know better. Ayurvedic medicine, yeah, yeah. 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 You think you know better. We know about turmeric. We know about yeah, you know like turmeric like, on everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. So yeah, I think um, I think if they heard the plant, you know the the plant advocacy, if they if they heard about if they understood the facts, my dad's a facts mm. guy. He's an engineer, obviously. Mm. <laughs> so uh, what else would he be? Uh, so if he heard the facts, I think like the scientific facts or mm. the chemistry of it, mm. um, then I think I think they'd be OK. But it again, it's we're we're all going to have to educate people that we know. Right. Yeah. Yes. We have another question. Our, have our last question. Another question. It is non weed related. Have you picked up, well, it could be weed related. Have you picked up any hobbies during COVID? No, that's absolutely, well, it could be. You're right. You're right. If so, which ones? Um, go. Should I start? Oh, wait, I guess you, who do you want to, you could pick. Go on. I'll start in a row. Okay. Go. It's you. Go on, Sheldon. I've been doing a lot of since I've, <laughs> I just wanted to use the beep. Um, <laughs> no, that's pretty accurate from what you told me yesterday. So, uh, uh, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> have you picked up any hobbies? Have you picked, have up, any picked up any hobbies since, hobby? since, since, since the, the whole COVID pandemic oh thingy, the whole hobby thing that's that going on? We, yeah, we so, I've been them. cooking quite a bit. I would consider myself a chef at this point. Dude, um, that is a popular one because you can do it at home. Huge one. And yeah. then also, I picked up tennis. Like, oh, that was my thing that I oh, started. Oh, you picked it yeah, up. Like I picked it up, started taking lessons, no, started we doing can't. group clinics. And then I started competing against people who were like professionally playing and getting my butt kicked. But, but getting enough better. were like, hey, I returned that. Hey, I scored a point on you. Hey, wow. I just served that and you didn't get it on the first Called try. Called an ace. 
What? Hold on. I just learned something. You got served. I love this podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm learning about tennis. And the balls are green in green room. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was so recent. Oh yeah. Okay. But you've been schooled. I'm good. I'm going to school you. Oh, okay. 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 Here we go. It's been announced. Yeah. It's been announced on the box. Jake Paul, you're next in tennis. Oh, wow. (laughs) Taking it Um, for hobbies. Okay. So cooking. Yes, of course. I didn't pick it up during COVID, but I did a lot more of it. Exploring cooking um i would love to do i want to try this cannabis cooking recipe this mm. um vinaigrette that we learned so i oh, want to yeah. i'm going to try that um but uh, uh incorporating into food is going to be different and that's going to be like i think a different experience right um so co- cooking has been great um i've been coming up with like okay i have kids so like i've been coming up with like strange games like that everyone can play at home and then gardening um my first round like in uh march may i killed the plants oh yes all of them died was that Mm. part of the game no (laughs) no well it was can you keep them alive uh and And the answer is no no i killed all of them Mm. i killed i killed um what was it called i killed rosemary like how do you kill rosemary Mm. it's actually pretty easy to kill it's a very fragile plant well, yes, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I killed it. So, but then, but then I did this, like the end of last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn this into a tropical paradise. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, you know, heavy nesting. And so I turn, I want to turn the backyard into an oasis so we could be like Zen. So I got like my Buddha statue. It's beautiful. Like this Buddha statue with water. So there's water running. And then I got, I looked up the plants that were least likely to die. And then I got those. That so, is literally how I decide what plants to buy for my it, apartment. Yes. And Which then there's like. you are strong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you know, at like Home Depot and stuff, like they'll say like, these are drought proof. Mm. So I have to go for those. So like, those are the ones I go for the smart water plants or the drought proof plants. And then succulents, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I did get some air plants, which are supposed to be really difficult to kill. And I killed three out of five of them. What are you doing to your plants? Ronji? Or to Just, your air rather. Yeah. No, it's, it's you want, you have to like soak them in water anyways so planting i'm i my thumb is like slowly becoming greener but i really just it was more like of a decorating project mm-hmm. like an olive green right now like a somewhere between a brown and a green yeah mm. it's kind of yeah it's not mm. great it's not great Good. but i'm trying i'm trying that's, but so garden, that's all you can do is yeah. try gardening but i think i think the ones we've said so far cooking and gardening are probably like pretty Those common ones, yeah. yeah pretty common for the covid mm. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of cooking. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I live alone. Yeah. Been doing a lot of cooking and a lot of eating. Yes. <laughs> I bought a Peloton at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic, which was maybe the greatest decision I've ever made. Yeah. Because of all of the cooking and the eating. And the cooking. You balanced it all out. So I balanced you it out. You full circle. Mm. That's amazing. Um, a lot of yoga, which I was doing pre-pandemic, but I'm okay. doing more now. Nice. Um, a lot of, uh, taking my dog on walks. I, you know, actually I have been meditating more. Wait, so were you not doing that before? No, he was never allowed to go out actually. No, he's not. Monty! (laughs) Poor Monty. No, actually, honestly, my dog is getting bored of me and I never thought that would happen because he's (laughs) obsessed with me. But sometimes he goes into the guest room now, which he never used to do. And I think it's like, he's it's like, I want to get away. He's from like, I just want to go to a different space. And yeah. I'm like, I understand. Yeah. I do understand that. Yeah. Um, 
I've, a lot of road trips. I've been doing a lot of road trips just to get out of town. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I haven't been able to do that. I've, I can't get away like that. But mm. like that's, I've wanted to. Like, yeah. I've seen, I've seen so many people do this. Like, mm-hmm. right, get an RV or get a big mm. bus or just even go on a road trip. And yeah, like, I went Big Sur. Did Palms, you go to Joshua Tree? Joshua Tree, yeah. like four times. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's anything. Yeah, but it's nice yeah. because I think people are like reconnecting with nature. Yeah, I mean that's good and. That's kind of what the green room was about. On January 1st, I woke up, drove to Mexico on the way, picked a hotel, and I picked the most like... Wait, you could go to Mexico? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And there was like, literally, this was the the process to get in. Hi. And they're like, please, come in. <laughs> right. It was easy. But I picked a place that was just hills, nature, beach, no tourism. It was wonderful. Where and where did you, you sleep? Oh, you just... Ensenada. Uh, yeah, just really far away from mm. all the hubbub. We call that Baja California. We don't call that Mexico. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's a it's a part of us. It's you know, they try to keep them out, you know, <laughs> or in. I guess. Oh, I was also I've also been doing a lot of um, <clears throat> Facetime dating. Ooh, oh yes, yes, very fun. Uh, yeah, you guys are. You know, you have to keep us up on game. <sighs> Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of FaceTime dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, honestly, I'm going to carry the FaceTime first date through post-pandemic because it's actually a great way to not waste an outfit. <laughs> you know, and like a night a out. It's only it a shirt. A you only lot. have to waste yeah. a shirt. Literally. It's, yeah. Yeah. So. And even that shirt, they don't see the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, and if, if like for the first, if it's awkward, after five minutes, you can be like, huh, I yeah, have to go. Gonna... Like, <laughs> you can't really do that on a date. Yeah. A little awkward. Well, you so. can. Well, I've you can, that, but. Actually. <laughs> no, I, I, I kid a... you not. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This isn't working. Like, I, I feel it. You, you feel it too, right? And she, yeah. Yeah, but and, I thought I was we just... eat dinner. I thought we were going to eat dinner. <laughs> we didn't even make it to where we were supposed to eat. Oh, wow. Oh, oh well, you knew early. Like, the walk towards the place was that awkward. Wow. It was You're bad. like, I can't do this for two we, hours. None, neither of us should be doing this. We should go home. <laughs> we should both go home separately. We just, just I, you know, home. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like, why like torture time. anybody? I do not like wasting time. I did that on a phone call once. We talked for 30, she talked for 30 minutes. And <laughs> at the end of it, she goes, oh my God, I literally haven't even <laughs> asked you a question or talked or anything. <laughs> and I go, you know what? That's okay. And she literally just complained about work for 30 minutes as our very first phone call yeah, ever. And you I'm can't like, complain. you know, yeah. No. You should have just hung up and, you know, not picked She up. wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have she known. Wouldn't have yeah. known. Sometimes in those situations, I just put the phone down, walk away, make myself that's, dinner, that's, take that's a shower, come technique. back. Oh, still going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> I hope no one's talking for that long. Honestly, a couple of my best friends are going to watch this or hear this and yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, she probably does that to me. Yeah. <laughs> then that's fair, but you probably put them on speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, I put we Monty do. on the yeah. phone. I put Monty on the phone. <laughs> all right well this was um you know just a short three questions but super short yeah we'll have to do this again guys (laughs) um it's been great the green room podcast is brought to life by green seed pr a cannabis green tech focused pr agency and a dedicated production team of editors mixers and show buckers a huge thank you to the vessel team for providing their studio for our recordings Don't forget to subscribe and share the Green Room podcast with friends, colleagues, and family. That way you'll never miss an episode and we can keep the lights on. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also find us on Instagram at greenseedpr 
and see the live video versions of all of our podcasts on YouTube. Would you like to be on the guest on the show or do you have a great guest referral? Awesome. Submit your guests at greenseedpr.com slash the hyphen green hyphen room. Thanks for listening and be well.